Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into the weirdest, strangest, and most mysterious corners of the internet. I'm Allie Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetson. Who are our patrons for this week? We have Mike, Holly, Sarah. Guys, welcome to the team. We are so excited to have you. Melissa, you sent me your doc just now before we started recording and I was like, this is fun. You were like, yes. Yeah, I got excited. <laughs> what is our episode on today? Well, today we're going to talk about two different women who murder their husbands. Well, one is accused and they're both authors. Ooh. So this, there was a news story like a year ago or something about this woman who wrote a book called How to Murder Your Husband. And then turns oh, I remember out this. she murdered her husband. And then there's one that's like in the news currently about a woman who wrote a children's book about the loss of her husband, like wrote a ch- children's yeah. book about grief. Turns out she is accused of murdering her husband. She's in prison. Oh, my God. I I have to do a quick Crazy. interjection. Um, Spencer Henry of... Um, Yes, obituary podcast and cult leader posted on his Instagram stories that the author of Goodnight Moon died by doing a high kick. What? Like I read that book to my child. I'm sure you did. He or or do. What was it? Let me find it. I was I was laughing so hard. Goodnight Moon author Margaret Wise Brown. Oh, the sudden strange death of the author of Goodnight Moon. Wait, she was 42. She had nearly 100 children's book. Wow. Uh, when she took ill traveling in Europe, she was treated for an ovarian cyst. Um, and she grew fond of the nuns in the hospital. And to show one how well she was doing before her being released, kicked a foot high in the air from her hospital bed, dislodging a blood clot in her leg 
that traveled to her brain and killed her. That's fucking insane. What? <laughs> yeah, That's so horrible. he... You saying children's book author reminded me of that. He posted that on his Instagram and I was like, that's crazy. So listen to his podcast because he is amazing at finding weird He's stories like that. Oh, I mean, it's a good book. Yeah. It's a good book. Okay. Well, now to talk about more <laughs> death. Program, yeah. On to more <laughs> program. Okay. So first we're talking about Nancy. Nancy, this was a, it's a dateline Oh, it's it's I had to search for it. It was like a few seasons ago. So it's deep, deep in the dateline somewhere. So on the morning of June 2nd, 2018, students arrived at the Oregon Culinary Institute for a class. Yummy. Uh, the this institute was a school which, as well as a restaurant where the students would serve three course lunches and four course dinners as a part of like their training. Oh. But inside the kitchen that day, they found their teacher, Daniel Brophy, dead from two gunshots. So they called 911 and the police arrived. They set up a crime scene. A suspect was not located immediately and the death was investigated as a homicide. So Dan had been a chef for 40 years. He worked at the Culinary Institute for 12. He was like a well-known figure in Portland and he was 63 when he was killed. So the morning of what happened. So Dan drove his white pickup truck to work, entered the building at 7.22 a.m. Ten minutes later, he was found lying on the ground by a colleague, and then a student called 911. Uh-oh. So when he was shot, he was standing at the sink. He was getting ice water ready to fill the coffee for the students, and a large ice scoop was found near his body. So they think he was holding it when he was shot. He was shot once in the back, and then fell on the ground, and then whoever killed him shot him again in the chest. Like, he oh, fell God. over. Yeah. And two 9 millimeter shell casings were found. So then, two hours later, around 10.30 p.m., or 10.30 a.m., Dan's wife, Nancy, was notified of, like, a, an incident involving her husband. I don't think they said what happened, but they're like, you need to come here. Something happened to your husband. Yeah, I feel like they don't tell you over the phone. Like, they have to tell you in person. Yeah, because she had to drive there. They don't want them, like, freaking out. Yeah. Uh, so she spoke to the police, and they asked about that morning, like, where was she? And she told them that that morning she was still in bed when Dan left for work around 7, 10 a.m., and then they told her Dan had died. And, like, she looked upset. She was crying. And she said, like, in the midst of her crying, she's like, here's the terrible thing. Even if you find who shot him, it's not going to bring him back. I don't care who shot him. I just want him back. Like, what? That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. I mean, I That's, get the concept of it, but also it's kind yes. of like, stop looking. <laughs> like, oh, man, I don't care. I don't care who killed yeah. him. Just, I just want him back. I don't care. Don't yeah. look for them. Look. <laughs> so in the days after the shooting... People wondered, like, who would have done this and why? Yeah. Because he was, like, this beloved chef. So some thought it could be a student that Dan rubbed the wrong way. But, like, everyone liked him. He was, like, a, he was a nice guy. He was a cook. He was a nice guy. He was a great teacher. He was always taking students on field trips. He had a degree in marine biology. Um, and he would take his students into the woods, like, on the beach and to find edible plants and stuff. Oh. And he was a pro at foraging for mushrooms. The shrimps did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Suspect. Yeah. So he was also a beekeeper. 
a gardener, a composter. Oh, he's like a nice guy. Yeah. He had he had this dark humor that they called brophyisms. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so stupid. One of one of his jokes was how do you fix a sick chicken with a shovel? Like you you kill it or bury it? Haha. <laughs> oh boy. Funny. Uh, that's Dan for you. Yeah, that's a, that's a Dan so joke. So he, he donated, he also donated a lot of food and would help a church feed hundreds of unhoused people a week. His marriage to Nancy was his second marriage. Interesting. So they met when Nancy was in one of his classes. Oh. And she was also divorced. She graduated from the class and she started a catering business and she hired Dan's son. Oh, and then Nancy and Dan started dating, and Dan had a nickname for Nancy. Her name was Management. <laughs> like, if anyone asked if he was going to do somewhere or go somewhere, he'd be like, oh, oh I got to ask Management. That's funny. She's the boss. <laughs> Pretty good. She's the boss. Got to ask the boss. So Nancy eventually sold her catering company, and she started selling insurance. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So they did a vigil for Dan. Hundreds of people came out. Nancy even spoke about him. And while investigating the case, the detectives determined that it was a personal murder because his wallet was still on him and it had $70 in it. So it wasn't anyone trying to like rob him. And there were no security cameras inside or outside the school. Convenient. Convenient. So then Nancy started cleaning out their home that they had shared for 22 years. She was getting ready to sell the house. Uh, She told her best friend, Tanya, that everything reminded her of Dan and she just needed to get out. Oh, God. And then months went on and the police had no lead. They were like, we don't know. We have no idea. So Dan's son came to terms with the idea that like it would just remain unsolved. He's like, I guess we'll never know who killed my dad. But what Dan's friends and family didn't know is there was a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes. Uh oh. So Nancy immediately had called the detectives to ask about collecting life insurance. That's like, come on now. That's yeah. Don't do that. And the that. police recorded that call as they should have. And Nancy said the insurance company asked to have the detectives write a letter saying that I was no longer a suspect. But what's odd is that Nancy was never considered a suspect in the first place. They're like, why is she doing this? Oh, God. (laughs) And the detectives were like, why do you need this letter? And she's like, well, the life insurance company, they don't want to pay out if it turns that I secretly went down to the school and shot my husband. (laughs) That is insane. (laughs) And the detectives were like, we would never do something like that. I've never heard of any of us being asked by an insurance company to write a letter saying someone's innocent, they've never, that's not a thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not a it's thing. It's not like, like a doctor's note to get out of school yeah. or something. Like, it's just so weird. Yeah. They're like, normally they just arrest someone else. Yeah. <laughs> that person's no longer a suspect. Like, that's not a thing. You don't need a letter. And Nancy was like, yeah, well, you know, it's a dumb policy and like it's only $40,000 too. So like it's not like I'm getting millions. What? Or was she? Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. <laughs> so the detectives did some digging and found an old blog post written oh, in 2011 
titled How to Murder Your Husband by Nancy Brophy. Oh, Jesus. It's always those old blog posts coming back to bite you. Always. She was a romantic suspense writer. And she said, I spend a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently police procedure. After all, if the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend time in jail. And let me say clearly for the record, I don't like jumpsuits and orange is not my color. Oh, my God. (laughs) And she had like a list of motives in this blog post. Uh, One of them was financial. She said, divorce is expensive. And do you really want to split your possessions? Or if you married for money, aren't you entitled to all of it? The drawback is that the police aren't stupid. They are looking at you first. So you have to be organized, ruthless, and very clever. Husbands have disappeared from cruise ships before. Why not yours? That was her first motive. Oh, my God. Second motive, crime of passion. In anger, you bash his head in or stab him with a kitchen knife. Most of the time, there's a trail that directly leads to you. Every murder leaves clues. A crime of passion does not look like a stranger was involved. And who was left to clean the blood from your carpeting? This is insane. And then the third motive on this post says, fell in love with someone else. Let's say your church frowns on divorce. You need to be a widow. So just kill your husband? (laughs) I should mention that it helps if you aren't too burdened by the Ten Commandments. And then another thing she wrote was options to consider. Guns. They're loud, messy, require some skill. And if it takes 10 shots for the sucker to die, either you have terrible aim or he's on drugs. Oh, my God. The next option is knives. Really personal, blood everywhere, ew. Third option is a garret. How much upper body strength does it require to strangle somebody? Fourth option, poison. Considered a woman's weapon. Arsenic is easy to obtain and worse, easy to trace. It takes a month or two to kill someone. Plus, they are sick the entire time. Who wants to hang out with a sick husband? And she wrote, I find it easier to wish people dead than to actually kill them. But the thing I know about murder is that every one of us has it in him or herself when pushed far enough. I mean, I don't think I would kill someone regardless of how no, Nancy, far I'm pushed. Nancy, we, we don't all have murder in us. I don't think we would all kill someone. Yeah. Sorry, Nancy. I don't think you're right. But she is a self-published Amazon author. Of course she is. She's author of romance and suspense books. She has like her Amazon store. She has nine titles. And oh God. these all of these books have like hot shirtless men on them. Oh no. There's one called The Girl Most Likely To. There's one called The Wrong Brother. <laughs> Wrong Never Felt So Right, book one. That is 54 reviews. <laughs> Let's see. The Wrong Husband. The Wrong Never Felt So Right, book number four. What? The Wrong Seal. Small Town Hides the Biggest Secrets. Seal like the animal? No, seal like a Navy seal because there's like dog tags. Oh, I was... (laughs) (laughs) I just imagined her at the aquarium. Whoops, wrong seal. Wrong seal. (laughs) That's her bestiality book. This is her like, yeah, like the wrong cop. Wrong never felt so right, book three. (laughs) The wrong hero. Wrong never felt so right book two. These have like, you know, 50 reviews. That's insane. The wrong lover. 
Wrong never felt so right. <laughs> Wrong never felt so right. Book 3.5. <laughs> oh, there's an in-betweener. There's book three. Hell on the Heart by Nancy Brophy. I mean, you know, she's probably making, you know, decent money. Yeah. Like so three months after Dan's death, Nancy was finally arrested and charged with murder. So her first day of trial was April 2022. But the judge said that Nancy's blog post couldn't be seen by the jury. Why? It was years old and didn't describe her committing the murder. Like, that's the thing with, like, it's weird how some evidence is like, oh, you can't show that. You're like, why not? It's just like no sense. It's so weird. Uh, but the lawyers did have other evidence. Uh, one being Nancy's laptop. So in November 2017, six months before the murder, Nancy visited a website that sold ghost guns and bought one. What's that? A ghost gun is an unserialized and unregistered gun that you have to assemble. It's like parts of guns. Oh, my God. So I guess you can't track it or something. Yeah, that's crazy. But when Nancy got it, it was too complicated to put together. (laughs) So she Googled how to buy a Glock 17 in Portland. Girl. And then four months before the murder, Nancy went to a gun show and bought a 9mm Glock (laughs) and registered it in her own name. Is she an idiot? And this is crazy. She admitted to the police she owned a gun the morning of the murder. She was like, oh, just so you guys know, I own a gun. And they're like, okay. Okay, Nancy, why are you telling us that? And she also went on eBay to buy a slide barrel, which I guess is something you put on the gun to disguise which bullet came out like you can put different bullets in different kinds of guns wow i just googled nancy and she does not look like how i thought she would look Uh, no (laughs) she's an older woman with gray hair and like a neck scarf yeah she's in her 60s maybe 70s wow oh yeah she's she's an older lady i was thinking like a young woman oh no i'm I'm looking at a a A grandma. grandma type This is grandma. Yeah, this is grandma. This bad granny. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon. You'll get things like bonus episodes, shout outs, merch discounts, videos, ad-free episodes, and more. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. And Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. Continue to call us and we will play you on our mailbag episodes. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Now back to our program. So a detective took the stand and said the day of the murder, after they talked to Nancy... They went around to all the businesses near the Culinary Institute to look at their surveillance surveillance footage. And they went to a pizza restaurant and looked at the footage from 10 minutes before Dan arrived to the Culinary Institute. They saw a gray Toyota van drive down the street, looked a lot like Nancy's. Oh, God. So they compared photos of Nancy's van and this van, and they both had identical scratches. And so they went around to other businesses and they found footage that like tracked her driving oh, 10 minutes before Dan was murdered. So they think she just like very casually shot him, walked out, and then her van is caught on camera seven minutes after Daniel was shot. Like she just parked her car, walked in, shot him, got in her car and just immediately and just walked out. My God. So they're like, well, what was her motive? But And apparently they were having money problems, and Nancy sold insurance, so she knew all about that world. Yeah. Nancy was secretly putting money into multiple policies that would pay out more than $1.4 million if Dan died. I mean... So there's, like, many policies. She bought a gun and was doing multiple life insurance policies, and she thinks this isn't going to get tracked back to her? It's, it, it makes no sense. It's crazy. I just sent so you something, then, by the way. Oh, did you? <laughs> it's a nude. <laughs> Nancy, wait, this is, oh, this is her Facebook post? Yeah. For when she, is my, for my Facebook friends and family, I have sad news to relate. My husband and best friend, Chef Dan Brophy, was killed yesterday morning. For those of you who are close to me and feel this deserved a phone call, you are right, but I'm struggling to make sense of everything right now. There's a candlelight vigil at Oregon Culinary Institute tomorrow. While I appreciate your loving responses, I've overwhelmed. Please save phone calls for a few days until I can function. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. No wonder you feel overwhelmed, girl. Yeah, I'm overwhelmed because I just killed I just someone. killed my husband. I have to try I to cover it up. I gotta figure out how to clear my search history forever. <laughs> so that so on day eleven of the trial, the defense offered their theory. They used the Saudi defense, S-O-D-D-I. It's an actual defense. It stands for some other dude did it. Oh, my God. That's like a thing. They claimed an unhoused man who was picking up cans around the Culinary Institute that morning was a murderer. Oh, shut up. <laughs> that, was their, that was their defense. Like, oh, it was just some random just dude. Blame it on like a homeless person. That's so yeah. rude. Uh, day 20 of the trial... Nancy took the stand, which was just a bit. It's always a mistake. Yeah. Don't ever take the stand. Don't do it. Kill someone. Uh, They asked 
if she didn't kill Dan, why did she buy a gun? Yeah. She says she read an article about a guy in California who bought a gun online, put it together, and killed his family. So she said she got an idea to write a novel about a woman who does that. So she wanted to buy the gun for research. (laughs) Okay. And then there was a school shooting in the news, and she told Dan it's time, meaning it was time for them to buy a gun. And she bought that extra slide and barrel for research for her novel. And they asked where it was now. And she was like, who knows? This is insane. They asked about the morning Dan was killed. She said she has no recollection of what happened uh, before the police called her. And the lawyer said, that's weird because we have your van on surveillance driving near the Culinary Institute. Busted. She said that she now believes during those missing hours between 6 and 9 a.m., she drove to Starbucks and then disappeared into the world of a writer sketching out a story in her head. Said she was driving around aimlessly. And then by sheer coincidence, she drove right by the Culinary Institute. And the only time her van wasn't on surveillance was between 7.22 and 7.29 a.m., the exact time Dan was murdered. Oh, my God. And Nancy was like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) So that blog post that originally was not allowed as evidence, the judge allowed the prosecutors to use what was in the post as basis for questions. Like, do you find divorces expensive? And do you believe wanting to kill someone is easier than actually doing it? And she said, oh, yeah, sure. And he asked if there's one thing you believe is that everyone is capable of murder. And she said, yeah, I absolutely believe that. I think people get pushed into a corner where they have no other options. So you're admitting. (laughs) If you're going to kill your husband, then like lie under oath. Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I believe everyone could murder someone like crazy. So then it was only eight hours of deliberation. Yeah. The jury came back guilty, life in prison with a possibility of parole after 25 years. She's not going to make it. (laughs) She's not going to make it. And then Dan's son took his father's ashes to the forest and spread them near some mushrooms. Aww. There was a Lifetime movie. Yeah, I saw that. Called How to Murder Your Husband, the Nancy Brophy Story. Stars Sybil Shepard yes. as Nancy Brophy and Steve Gutenberg as Daniel Brophy. Shut up. We got to get Steve Steve Gutenberg on the pod. Yeah, your mom's BFF. Yeah, she actually just went uh, back east to see him in a play. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, he's in a one-man <laughs> show about his life, and my parents oh, he took is? their first trip in several years to see it. Whoa. Yeah. So That's nice. I love, love the Gutenberg. Love the Gutenberg. Love the goot. He has several uh, haunting stories. Oh, that's ghost right. stories. So yeah, that's why I need oh, to reach out to right. him so he'll come on and tell us his ghost yes, stories. Steve. Ghosts with Gutenberg. Ghosts with Gutenberg. Ghostenberg. Ghostenberg. Nope, Steve Ghostenberg. Nope, this doesn't really work. So yeah, Nancy's in prison. Killed her husband. <laughs> that's it's ridiculous. So then there's this other, because I was looking up Nancy and I just searched like author who killed husband. And then I found this other story that's like currently happening. And my sister like texted to me. was like, have you heard of this? I was like, yes. So May 8th, 2023, a couple of weeks ago, Corey Richens was charged with the murder of her husband. 
So Corey Richens wrote a children's book about the loss last year of her husband, Eric. It's called, Are You With Me? She said it was an effort to help their sons grieve and heal. And now she's in prison. Oh, no. Accused of murdering her husband. So Corey and Eric were married for 10 years. They had three young boys. Uh, Eric died March 2022 from a fentanyl overdose. Oh, man. What's weird is that years ago, they were on a trip to Greece. Eric became violently ill after Corey gave him a drink. Oh, no. And he later called his sister saying he believed Corey had tried to kill him. Like, he was, like, suspicious of her. And he stayed with her? <laughs> I guess. Like, he called it. was like, I think she's trying to kill me. I, it's very strange. So Eric had previously told his family if anything happened to him, she was to blame. That's crazy. Yeah. So I read that he, like, he stayed together for the... They had three young boys. So Eric had concerns up in the months before his death, he had changed his will and life insurance beneficiary from his wife to his sister. Uh-oh. There's a search warrant that says he was looking for a divorce and wanted his kids taken care of. So he was looking for a divorce. Yeah. There were also signs that Corey was doing a little financial shenanigans. Uh-oh. Oh, so in January 2022, Eric's wife logged into Eric's life insurance policy, which is like his agreement with his business partner and changed them from each other's beneficiary to her as the only beneficiary. Oh, God. And so Eric was notified, like the insurance company was like, um, this is just this was changed. Your wife changes to her name. And so they were able to change it back. And this was three months before he died. And then on Valentine's Day 2022, they had a dinner at home. Eric again became very ill. That's so funny. And Eric told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him. I'm sorry. If my wife tried to poison me twice, I wouldn't stay together for the kids. I'd be like, maybe it's better for the kids if we divorce, if my wife's continually trying to kill me. (laughs) Like, what? He was telling people, like, I think I'm getting sick. I think she's poisoning me. But, like, ugh. So, but then, like, a few weeks later, like, she did that. Oh, my God. At some point between December 2021 and January 2022, Corey had contacted an acquaintance with drug convictions and asked them to get some pain medication for an investor who had a back injury. What? This acquaintance got hydrocodone pills from a dealer and left them at a house Corey was flipping. I guess she was like a house flipper. Oh. And she left cash in return. But then Corey reached out to this drug dealer again, claiming the investor wanted something stronger and asked for some of the Michael Jackson stuff, specifically for fentanyl. So three days before uh, Valentine's Day, Corey paid $900 for 15 to 30 fentanyl pills. Like, isn't, like, fentanyl, like, one pill can kill you? So, okay, so like, I was actually about thing? to ask that about fentanyl. So I don't understand fentanyl because, like, I always hear people, something's laced with fentanyl and then they die. But then yeah. also I know they used fentanyl in hospitals. So I'm just, like, so yeah, confused I, I about fentanyl. Yeah, I got fentanyl for when I did the, I did IVF. I think yeah. they put fentanyl to put you to sleep. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I I think people just don't know 
like what the dosage is. And maybe it's just like if you take it in conjunction with other drugs and probably the dose. I don't know, yeah. but I'm scared of he- as hell. Of- it's scary. You I, can't just be doing drugs anymore. I swear, like I people in sobriety and they they go out and they die the first time because the drugs are not what they used to be. Yeah. I sound like a Crazy. boomer, but it's like cocaine. No, it's ain't real. What it used it's to be. scary. Yeah. Can't have fun anymore doing cocaine. Yeah, jeez. Stupid. Uh, so, yeah, so she got all these fentanyl pills. I mean, 15 to 30. I mean. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Then two weeks after that, she went back to this acquaintance and asked for another $900 worth of the same drugs. Oh, Jesus. Wait, so maybe she did put 15 to 30 pills in his, the thing on Valentine's Day and he didn't die. So maybe they weren't very strong or something. Yeah. But that's crazy. Or maybe they weren't fentanyl. Maybe they were, Maybe she put like 30 extra strength Tylenol in Yeah. His. I know. It was probably like fake fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> but Eric died six days later of a fentanyl-laced Moscow mule. Jesus Christ. And Corey almost immediately closed on this huge house, which they'd allegedly been arguing about. Convenient convenient the relatives believed eric was going to tell his wife that he didn't want to buy the home like there was this huge there's pictures of this huge house that she wanted to buy and like flip and he was like no it's too expensive we're not doing that so he just he conveniently died and she held a party at her new home the night that she poisoned him she didn't know that he had died or like he made she made him dinner yeah he drank the stuff she had a party at that new house that night. Probably for an to alibi. Celebrate, yeah, to celebrate the property deal. And then his body was found at 3 a.m. the next day. Jesus Christ. So she just like poisoned him, was like, I'm out and going bounced. to party at this new house I just yeah. bought. So Eric had never told her that, sh- that he had taken her out of the will. Oh! And it was apparently at the party that she discovered this because i think someone had or she had called or she was looking up her coverage or something and she was no longer in the will oh shit she was assuming she was gonna get this huge fucking life insurance payout but she was like what the fuck oh shit so she ended up writing this book because they didn't suspect it was her right for like a year she wrote this book she did tv interviews uh she was like it completely took us all by shock we have three little boys, 10, 9, and 6. Uh, my kids and I, they, we kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced in the last year. Oh my God. So then two weeks after he died, Corey put this 20,000 square foot house back on the market. 20,000 square foot? It's a huge house. So because she learned she wasn't on the will, she's like, fuck, I'm not getting all this money. And it currently has an asking price of $3.75 million. Where is this house? I, it's, I think it's in Utah. Oh, I was like, a burn-down house in Los Angeles is I know. $4 million. <laughs> a 20,000 square foot house in LA is like $50 million. Yeah. <laughs> Where is this house? Yeah, I believe this is in Utah. <laughs> so Corey began experiencing financial problems as early as 2016. She started secretly stealing money from Eric to flip houses. But then in September 2020, he discovered that she had stolen like $100,000 from his bank account and spent like thirty grand on his credit cards. 
and then also using his power of attorney to secure a $250,000 loan and cashing checks from his business for her own use. Oh my God. But she was just arrested and charged with the, they there hasn't been a trial yet but she was arrested oh, and we'll accused have to do an of episode a, when there's a trial yeah it's fucking crazy that's insane. she's like doing these interviews like oh yeah my husband died we wrote this book it's so weird to me when like murderers and criminals do publicity yeah like it's the same with like the it's real housewives crazy. i'm like what are you doing People are going to look into you yeah, more. Yeah, like Jen Shaw. Yeah, so I don't know when that trial is, but she's arrested. Wow, well. She's 33. Oh, she's young. Yeah, her husband was 39. I don't think that house is sold. <laughs> sold to the highest bidder. Um, we bought it. <sighs> Guys, well, we will keep you uh updated on this trial as it continues uh if you guys have any more information on this or if you know any other female writers who have killed their husbands melissa (laughs) where can people reach us you can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com all right well i am Allie. don't kill your husband you're honestly not going to get away with it it's just really not worth it see you all and i am melissa i mean you know everyone everyone <laughs> is capable of murder try it once at some point in their life <laughs> watch out martin watch out <laughs> melissa's coming after you no. all right bye guys bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.